so much, Heather. I'd love for you to take your Bible this morning or your iPhone or your iPad, whatever you use, and turn with me to uh, Philippians chapter 2. While you're turning, let me just say this. The word the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you this morning um, is really quite simple. You could say it's really, I'm just going to share a personal testimony with you uh, concerning the things that the Lord is teaching me. And uh, one of the areas where I'm growing spiritually in the Lord. And I know that even though it's simple, I know that it can be significant because it's been significant in my own life. Because if we embrace it, and we begin to build this into our walk with the Lord, it's going to make our relationship with him as followers of Christ more real and more personal. And, and so I think a lot of believers today obviously having a, a relationship with the Lord. I have one. I started at the age of seven right here at Washington Baptist Church and sanctuary that don't exist anymore but uh, I gave my heart to Christ. I received him as my personal Lord and Savior. And at that moment, I entered into an eternal relationship with the Lord God of heaven and earth, the only true living God. And I did that through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In my life, there have been times where even though I had a relationship, I can't say it was really personal and real on a daily basis. I never lost it by the grace of God because we are secure in Christ. But there were periods of my life, there were seasons of my life where it, it wasn't real, it wasn't personal on a daily basis. And so the Lord just began to teach me some things several years ago. And I wanna share that with you because I, I want it to be real for you and personal. Maybe you're not there. Maybe you are there right now in, in terms of your walk with the Lord. So I want to begin with this passage, Scripture, have prayer, and then let me just share my testimony or this word with you. Here's what Paul wrote concerning our Lord Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 uh, through 11. He says, for this reason also... God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Lord Jesus I'm asking for your help this morning. I need your help. In fact, every time, Lord God, I recognize that when I have the, the privilege and the honor to share, uh, Lord Jesus, with your people and with those who you are seeking out as well, that I want it to be of you, I want it to be through you, and Lord Jesus, I want it to be for you. I don't want it to be of me or through me or for me. So I entrust it into your hands. I just share these thoughts today that you've laid on my heart, what you're doing in my life. And I just trust that you'll give everyone ears to hear 
and just speak this very simple word into all of our hearts. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, in your name, amen. Scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, that God created man in his own image. We are the only part of his creation, of all the living things that he created, man is the only one that he declares that he created in his image. Now, with our finite minds, it's hard for us to wrap an understanding of what that truth fully is involved with, but there's certain things that we can recognize that is true about that. For instance, uh, because we're created in the image of God, then we as human beings obviously can reason exceedingly above any other living creature. We can understand things. We can reason things out and, and begin to discover and experience. And, and we don't just have instinct, even though God created all living things with the basic characteristics and instincts. There are things we see. There are things we understand. There are th ways in which we reason that is exceedingly above all other living creatures. Not only are we able to reason exceedingly above, we're able to relate to one another uh, exceedingly above all other living creations. We can talk, we can communicate, we have languages, we have learned to be able to relate in an incredible personal way that the rest of the living creation can't. You'll never see a group of cows gathered together talking about the weather and what's going on in your life and who you're going to vote for for president. Why? Because they don't have that ability to be able to relate to one another and to reason as we relate and as we can reason. So we have been created in the image of God and, and there's so many other things we could draw attention to, but we can reason, we can relate, and the most important thing is that we can respond to our Creator in a very personal and living way. When I was growing up, uh, my mom and dad uh, did a lot of singing, and so anytime I, I see the words that I have used to title our message today, just a little talk with Jesus, I immediately think about my mom and my dad singing in a quartet. Some of you, a lot of you millennials have no idea what that song is really all about. But for some of us, we understand what that song is all about. And just having a little talk with Jesus makes things right. Why? Because we can relate. We can respond. We can communicate and converse with our creator who is the only true living God. And the awesome thing about this is that he wants to converse with us. He wants to commune with us. We start all through uh, this word beginning in Genesis. God's the one who took the initiative. Is it not true? Not only creating Adam and Eve in his image to reason and to relate with one another, but the scripture says he took the initiative to show up in their presence every day directly and commune with them, walking with them in the cool of the day. And so it is obvious when you read his word, which is his heart to us, God is saying over and over and over again, I want to have dialogue with you. How awesome is that? 
Now, what he's been teaching me is that he not only wants to have dialogue, but specifically dialogue through his son, Jesus, in our lives. And I like that word dialogue. We use the word prayer, understand it, commune, converse. But I'm talking about a daily dialogue with the Lord through his son, Jesus. And I'm talking about conversing with Jesus. Now, why is that important? Why is the Father? The Father has been teaching me this. I, those of you, you I, even today, I began. I, I called upon Christ, but I called upon our, our Father God. A lot of times when I'm having my private time and, and just starting in the morning my devotion, a lot of times I begin, Father God. I'm thinking of my eternal God and Father, and I, I come to you in the name of Jesus. But what my Father has been teaching me is that through the day, I want you to dialogue with the one in whose name, getting back to our text here, that I have exalted above all names. Not only is his name exalted above all names, but he himself has been exalted above all principalities and powers. And so right now, he sits at the right hand of the Father and all authority has been given unto him both in heaven and here on earth. And I want you to look at this passage as well in Hebrews chapter one, if you will. Just turn there with me, Hebrews chapter one. And in the first three verses, again, the scripture telling me how important, yes, I have a father in heaven. He is, I'm a father. He's my eternal God and father. But I can have dialogue with my Lord, my Savior, with Jesus throughout the day. I can start with him and I get to stay with him in a very personal dialogue with him every day. Here's how this passage describes Jesus. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power when he had made purification for sin. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Dialogue with Jesus. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. So what does that look like? I know you think, what, what's he talking about? What does that look like? Well, let me just give you three simple characteristics of what I'm, I'm talking about. First of all, for me to have dialogue with, with Jesus through the day, obviously that dialogue has to be of sincerity of heart, right? Sincerity of heart. Matthew chapter 15 and in verse eight, 
Jesus is talking and he's sharing and he actually quotes, we won't turn to Isaiah 29, 13, because Jesus actually quotes uh, what the Lord says through the prophet in that passage. And here, here's what he says in Matthew chapter 15 and in verse 8 as he is sharing uh, with the people and he says, this people, watch this, verse 8, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. One of the things that particularly my mother taught me and Steve as we was growing up is you do not, you do not use the Lord's name in vain. And that, that's not only, that not only means in, in a curse way, but we're talking about just being flippant about throwing out the name of the Lord or throwing out the name of Jesus. How many times have you heard people sometimes just in response, they say, Jesus. But they're not, they're not, they're not really thinking about Jesus. It's kind of a slang word for them. And that's using his name in vain or just doing it remote, just something you say. And so they, my mom taught me, and the scripture teaches quite clearly, you do not use the name of Jesus flippantly. So when I am going to talk with him and dialogue with him during the day, it's got to be sincerity of heart. Do I have an understanding, a witness here? You understand what I'm talking about? Now, let me just give you a personal example of, of in my life when uh, I was struggling with that and uh, at a very real situation. Now, I have shared this story. Most of you probably have already heard it, but maybe not everybody has, but it helps me kind of drive home what I'm talking about. Last summer, we had an incredible uh, vacation time down in Orlando, <laughs> and uh, we were on our way back. And you know, that's a pretty long drive from Orlando back to God's country right here in Ware Place, South Carolina. And so uh, we're about two-thirds of the way home and, and we are parked on the interstate. Have you ever been there? We're parked. I'm looking at the sign on the side of the road and it says speed limit is 70 miles an hour. I'm parked. I'm going nowhere with a whole lot of other people. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start moving. Oh, thank you. And so we, we start moving a little bit and you think it's going to clear. And you're parking again. How many has been there? All right, amen. Well, Kathy here knew I was frustrated. And she knew I needed some help. And so... And she was right. Let me just say this up front. <laughs> when I say frustrated, that is the clean way to say I was in the flesh, okay? So she looks at me and she says, honey, what you need to do is say, thank you, Jesus. What? Yeah, what you need to do is say, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because you need to say, thank you, Jesus. I said, no. Why not? Because I'm not thankful right now. Now, 
what was really going on inside of me. See, she was right. She was right. But see, what was going on inside of me is that if I said that, I knew it wasn't going to be of sincerity of heart. (laughs) Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? I knew that it was going to be hypocritical and that I could be using his name in vain, just saying, thank you, Jesus. Now, of course, what she was saying, look, there could be a wreck up there and we're not in that wreck and, and we're, you know, we're okay. So, and she was right. But you see, I knew what was going on inside of me at that time. And, and I was hesitant to say, thank you, Jesus. Because I didn't really think it was going to come from sincerity of heart. So when I talk about dialogue with Jesus during the day, I want you to know that one of the most important keys to this is be sincere, sincerity of heart. When you're using his name and you're expressing your heart and your thoughts directly to him in your life. So, sincerity of heart. Now, a second part of uh, this simple word is not only is it sincerity of heart, but it's got to be a specific focus. It's just not throwing out the name Jesus. But there's, there's a reason. There's a motivation behind it. There is, there is something you're focused on, and so you need to, to uh, directly speak to uh, your Lord and Savior, I need to directly speak to him. Now, the scripture says this in Philippians chapter 4 and in verse 6. Most of you know this by heart. Again, a very simple word here where he says, be anxious for nothing. You know how it reads, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, and everything means what? Everything, okay. In everything with prayer, which is kind of a worship, a term for worship and supplication with thanksgiving. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. That word supplication means to be specific. Be specific. Again, not just vague, not just throwing out. And I've heard this before and it kind of grieves my heart where people are just throwing out the name of Jesus. But if I'm dialoguing with him and I'm pouring my heart out to him, it needs to be about something of substance, something very real, something that I need in my life. Now, it could be in the form of praise. You recognize that the God has been good. You recognize God's grace and something happens. And, and so uh, immediately your response is you will say, Lord Jesus, thank you. Or with sincerity of heart, thank you, Jesus. Because you just recognize God just touched your life or God did something simple, but you knew it was the Lord. So the way it could have happened. And so you just take a moment to, to just dialogue with him as you're living that day. And, and so you say, thank you, Lord. Or, Lord, I praise you. 
uh, for your goodness in my life. And you point to a particular thing where God has just demonstrated just how personal this relationship is to you. It may be a petition for someone else. You know, the Lord may lay on my heart, Brother Anthony here, and uh, a, a very specific thing that maybe I know is going on in his life. I know any, nothing at all right now. But if I'm aware of it, and he reminds me of Anthony, and I say, you know, Lord Jesus, I want to lift Anthony up to you. And you've touched my heart about him, and I want you to help him. And if I know exactly what it is, I'm going to ask him Specific, I am dialoguing with my Lord. I'm dialoguing with my Savior. I am dialoguing with Jesus, whose name is above every name, who has been exalted to the right hand of the Father and has all authority in heaven and on this earth. So I'm talking to the one in authority in heaven and the earth on behalf of Anthony here. You see what I'm talking about? So it, it may be a dialogue of praise. Thank you, Lord. And then you name it what it is, or it may be a petition for someone, or it may be personal help you need in your life. Yeah. You may be about to walk into uh, a room and you're going to have an encounter with someone and you already kind of know what that encounter is going to be like. And so you want to say, Lord Jesus, I need your help here. I need you to help me stay strong, help me to stay loving, help me to stay gracious. Lord Jesus, I need you to put some words in my mouth here that are true. Are you with me? You're okay? You with me? You understand what I'm saying here? This is simple, but it's what makes our relationship with the Lord real and personal every day. This, this dialogue that we have with our Savior, with Jesus, the Son of the living God. It, it may be personal help in dealing with temptation. Yeah, there are times I say, well, Lord Jesus, <laughs> you know me. And you, you know what my struggles are. And you know how Satan is tempting me right. I need your help. I need your help. Jesus, help me. Strengthen me, Lord Jesus. So I will not yield to this temptation. I, I can be strong and victorious in the spiritual battle that's going on in my life. I have this incredible joy to dialogue through the day directly with the one whose name is above every name, whose position is above every principality and power, whose authority is sovereign in heaven and earth. And I get to dialogue with him every day and talk. And he wants to dialogue with me. And, and so one key aspect of it, it must be sincerity of heart. Secondly, specific in focus. And then the last one, you need to speak it. 
and not just think it. When I say speaking, I mean out loud, verbal. Now, when I'm in my sanctuary on wheels, my truck, yeah, I can speak pretty loud. There's some situations I may be in at the hospital. There may be uh, other situations where I'm actually whispering it. Oh, Lord Jesus, help David. Lord Jesus, be with Faye as she prepares for surgery pretty soon. It's coming up. And I may be in a situation where I need to whisper it. But you see, when we hear his name, it's like a song to me. There are times I have songs in my mind, and those songs are, I'm, I'm listening to those songs in my mind. You understand what, what, I'm, what I'm saying? They're, you know, you got, and they're a blessing, but I'm going to tell you, when someone like Heather this morning, like the praise team, or like Miss Debbie and Mr. Mike back over here, when they're singing it and I'm hearing it, it's blessing my socks. You understand what I'm saying? The difference. There's a difference when I'm just thinking it in my mind and, and listening to my mind. And when I'm there to, to actually hear it, it engages my heart and my mind. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. You've probably heard the story. Man at the gate, beautiful there at the temple. Disabled, obviously. Has to beg for alms just to have money to buy food to survive. And he's yelling out to, to Peter and to John and he's saying, help me. He's, he's wanting some alms. And so what does the apostle Peter say to him? He, he says it out loud. He, he mentions it very verbally. He said, look, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, stand up and walk. He declared it outwardly, verbally. Acts chapter 9, verse 34, it happens again. Where Peter speaks of the name of Jesus for healing in this man's life. What I'm saying is you need to speak it and to say it. It's called dialogue. I don't know about you, there are times where I'm in a situation where I have to pray silently. Now I'm gonna make a confession to you. That's hard for me. Because my mind goes pew. When I try to just pray silently, my mind goes in every direction possible. Anybody with me on this? Yeah. I don't know if it's ADHD. I don't know what it is. My daughter's going, yeah, 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 yeah. But when I can speak it, when I can be verbal with it, it's like I can zero in both my heart and my mind. 
And let me just add a little caveat here. Especially in spiritual warfare. Let me tell you something. I'm no theologian. So I'm just going to share my conviction with you. And if I'm wrong, I'm just going to trust the Lord to teach me otherwise. But I don't find anything in Scripture that tells me that Satan knows what's in my mind. He's not omniscient. So when I am in spiritual battle with him, I want to speak the name of Jesus. I want to declare the name of Jesus, whose name is above every name, who's exalted to the right hand of the Father, and who has authority in heaven and this earth against him. Are you with me? I want to speak it. Oh, wow. Because I want to make sure he hears it. And so this simple word that I'm learning and I'm growing in in my own walk with the Lord, I hope you will embrace. And yeah, there are many times, as you know, you've heard me, I cry out to Father God or eternal God and Father, sometimes Abba Father. But as I live through the day, I'm learning how to walk in dialogue with Jesus my Lord and my Savior, with sincerity of heart, specific in focus, and I speak it out. Sometimes it's just simple, simple, sincere dialogue with him. So here's what I want us to do. I'm gonna ask the praise team to come up here as we get ready to respond to God's word. And I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.